This is Listomania, a podcast that makes the top five list of everything. Hosted by Matt, Paul, and Austin. All right. <laughs> hey, and hey. this is Listomania. My name is Matt Coggins. And Paul Doctor. And Austin over here. We are all here talking uh. together. And Austin is back in Michigan. We are, yeah, we're not out here. We shout out to Michigan. Paul, Paul, don't break the illusion. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, we're all here. We're just not all here. And uh, but thankfully, we we have this lovely, lovely web service called Zencaster. And Zencaster, we're not sponsored by them yet. Uh, So they they did request when I signed up for an account. Since we're getting it for free, they said, "Hey, would you mind plugging?" us on the podcast oh, that you're recording there you go Zencast. so we kind of yeah. have our first sponsor we, we're sponsored yeah, in a way there you go we're our our conversation tonight is being brought to you by zencaster it's a great way to kind of uh record a bunch of well we don't know yet yeah i mean it we'll might see suck. i'm not gonna give my personal <laughs> recommendation for zencaster uh but if you hear the end of this podcast that means it, it must that it works great uh, we what also a- want to thank our other uh, unofficial sponsor, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Established in Milwaukee, 1844. Uh, all right, let's dig into it. What is our topic this week, guys? Board games. And board. tabletop games. Tabletop board games. Broad. Tabletop slash, slash board games. Board games. So, things First, played on Games played typically on a table. Uh, Paul, same person, <laughs> man. Right out of same person. No. This does not include uh, beer pong. Right. Uh, that does involve a oh, table. Shit. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to put these in any particular ranking order. I've kind of assembled them for different reasons. Uh, so my uh, first game that I'm going to talk up is the one that I have sitting on my bookshelf here as well. That's a little game called Munchkin. Munchkin. So Munchkin, for those who don't know, the tagline to it is kill the monsters, steal the treasure, stab your buddy. And it's a card game. Uh, comes with a whole bunch of cards and a little box. Uh, that's sort of a little goofy miniature role-playing experience. It's a really popular game, and I think it's a really popular game for a good reason. Uh, I think it does a really nice job of sort of being, uh, and there's another game that's not on my list, but it'd be on somebody else's list, and I'll mention it if it does come up. But I think there's a few games that are a really nice introduction to the sort of designer, uh, uh, high-quality tabletop board games outside of your Monopolies and things like that, the basic, you know, Milton Bradley board games that everybody's familiar with. Well, it's also like a RPG game for dummies. And I don't want to say for dummies, no, but, but it is sort of a starter no, role-playing game. It's a dumbed-down. And I yeah. don't think that should be. That's not a bad thing. No, right. Yeah, exactly. that's not a bad thing. It's making role playing uh, and 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 sort of the the basic elements of a Dungeons and Dragons type accessible. game accessible. Yeah, and and accessible. approachable because approachable you can you can start the game. You don't audience. need to make a character. You, you know, all the stats are provided for you, and all your yeah. weapons and everything are provided for you through the cards and. Mm-hmm. It almost and something I think it does well as that sort of transitional right between a Monopoly and something as intense as like a Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. uh, as a transitional thing something I think it does really well is it still keeps there is a winner there is a winner yeah. and you are working to have the most points at the end of the game so that you win I'm gonna be honest that was gonna be my first pick too. what uh Wasn't it's a even... great fucking it game. A game uh it is a game. all right I'll say 
Here's, the, here's what I'm going to pick. It's not the most popular pick. I don't even know if anybody even likes this game anymore. It's one of the oldest board games in history. In my opinion, it's one of the most fun. It's one of the most contentious. Monopoly. I'm talking about Monopoly. And I don't care what anybody says because most people play it wrong. <laughs> Let me That's tell true. you on Monopoly. You don't put money in free parking. Masterclass. That's bullshit. Uh, you can play on a timer. Like, the... The rules say, like, a traditional game should last 90 minutes. If it's not over by 90 minutes, just see who has the most money. That person wins. Um, most people play until every single person is bankrupt, save for one. And that takes for fucking ever. Um, and it leaves people out. There's an elimination and people yeah. are just floundering and sitting there. And that's not fun for anybody. Exactly. Uh but in and of the same, I find that Monopoly is such a fun game because it is very competitive. It is it is a game of luck. It is a game of chance, literally, uh, at times. And, and it's also a game of skill. Like, you want to make sure that you're the first person to get to certain properties in order to buy them out. Um, you want to make sure that you can be cunning enough to convince your friends to sell those certain properties to you. Um and above all, you want to make sure that you're the person that's that's worth the most on the board in order to exploit your friends. And expand your properties. I exactly. think that's key. I always get stuck with properties on the first and second round, you know, the first yeah. two lanes. And then I, I build on them, but I don't build enough. And then I, and then I land on the higher one. It's the worst thing. Yeah, anyway, I mean, it's, I it's a good capitalism the board game. Yeah. All right, Paul, what's uh, your pick? My number one pick is The Settlers of Catan. Uh, it's, it's a great game. Because, A, the board is ever-changing. And it's an actual board. If you've never played it, it's an actual board. Yeah. They're made up of hexagons? Octagons. Yes. Hexagons. Hexagons. Hexagons, hexagons. yeah. Six-sided. Uh, so, it's essentially, it's just a board of a number of hexagons. And you kind of get expansion packs, and it creates a much larger board. So, in a sense, it becomes a board game that is ever-changing and ever-evolving. Which is a great point even if you don't like the game yeah or even if you're not the best at it yeah um and then you have different hex or you have cards you play with cards and you have these hexagons and you have little pieces which are houses and roads and you can build cities and you use essentially it's like you washed up on shore and you're creating civilization with your friends around the table it's sort of like <laughs> In one way, it's a new age monopoly in the way that they rethought the idea of a property building game. Sure. Right. But at the same time, it's an old age monopoly because it, instead of, you know, buying this street and then building a hotel on it, it's you have this plot of land yeah. and you need ore and wood and, and sheep to, to like make it a thing. Yeah. And it's also it's also not like Monopoly where it it becomes uh, 3D-ish, mm -hmm. uh, 2D. You're, you're actually traveling across the board with yeah. your roads yeah. instead of... You're just building in one spot every time in Monopoly. And much like Monopoly, it's incredibly contentious. My number two, Austin's number two pick of board and tabletop games. Uh, once again, not in order. This is just the one that's coming second. Uh, this is one I'm pretty sure that uh, neither of my compatriots here have played. And I don't think a lot of people have played it. Uh, but it's a great game. It's one called Betrayal at the House on Haunted Hill. Uh this one solely falls in the end of like high end designer board games. I think, uh, I think buying the game, I think it costs $85. Uh, 
or at least it did at one point. So it's certainly, you're making a commitment to buy the game. Uh, so it's really sort of only for people who are um, into it, into the board 100%. games and into tabletop games the as a hobby. of board games. So this game, uh, it's an evolving game where everybody starts working together. And there's tiles and you mm -hmm. flip them over as you explore a house to build what ends up with the house looking like. It's like Catan in that way. Where it's sort of you're flipping tiles and building sure. the house that you're exploring. Are they hectic? And this house is shaped? No, they're yeah. they're squares. That makes it less. Um, <laughs> but so you're all working together and you're exploring this house and you're finding random events of like, oh, I opened this one and there was a ghost in this room or stuff like that. Okay. Um, and at a certain point, uh, you run into these things called omens. And when you run into enough omens, the end game starts. And when the end game starts, you there's a whole bunch of different like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Qualifiers. There's a whole bunch of different circumstances that have happened. Oh. How many omens are out there? How many items people have discovered? How many rooms are flipped? How many players there are? And you sort of follow this little chart and it tells you there's a book. And I think there's something like 80 or 90 different end game scenarios based on what? this chart. And you flip it open and you find out who just became the bad guy. And you find out what their goal is. And then everybody else is working to stop the bad guy in this giant haunted mansion that you've built. Uh, so the thing that I love about this game is a, everybody's working together until all of a sudden you're not. So you get that really nice cooperative energy and then you still get winners and losers at the end. <clears throat> so uh, time for my pick. <laughs> Uh, Matthew's big, big, big. I'm going with another kind of semi quasi classic. Uh, it's the murder mystery game Clue. Clue. Regular Clue. I like Clue because I'm good at Clue. Mm. Like I'm pretty good at following patterns sure. and realizing like, okay, if X is true, then Y is not. Um, yeah. So and it's it's kind of a game that is way more skill and way more. I mean, it's a detective game, obviously, but they've made being a detective a very approachable thing. Right. You know, right. If, if one clue says this, then that must mean that this is true. Um, and I love that. I love that about it. I love murder mystery stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge true crime fan. Yeah. It's a <laughs> the best part of Clue is not only the fact that you can play what up to nine people at once. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. It uh, it spawned a movie. A movie. And a musical. A great movie. And a musical. That are both pretty damn good. Uh, the movie yeah. is is pretty awesome on its own right because it's got fucking tim curry it's got uh christopher lloyd it's got a bunch of other people that i'm not really remembering yeah. right now but uh it it's hilarious and it's 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 non-stop action from start to finish and you're really kind of taken away by this sort of comedy of manners uh yes. with multiple endings at the end as well with multiple endings that kind of that. fits the idea of clue well my number two uh it's not exactly a board game at all. It's actually a tabletop game. It's actually a card game. <laughs> and it is called Euchre. Oh, my Lord. Oh, snap. You just broke the game. I broke it, man. I won it, hopefully. Uh, he just pulled the trump card. Ay! Oh! Wow, that has so many implications. Oh, don't remind me. All right. So why is Euchre your pick? I mean, we all know what Euchre is. But we there are a lot of people that don't. Most yeah. people don't know what Euchre is. <laughs> Most. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a regional. 90% of the population probably doesn't. It's a bit of a regional game uh, founded by 
to me, I've heard I've heard many different stories. I'm not going to be the one to tell you a third. Anyway, I, I mean, I could go through all the rules, but and yeah, to, yeah, to, and to, I don't to slim think it we down, totally need to. Two v two, lots of cards, and I think it's the best because you can get through around in thirty minutes, and it's it's very high stakes. It almost feels like a night at the poker table. Um, you can rely on your partner. There's a lot of skill involved. Um, so, but sorry. I think the the thing about Euchre too, in my opinion, is the best card game ever made. Uh, it's it's so intricate, and there are so many rules you have to learn. Like if you've played with somebody that's never played it before, that doesn't know any of oh, the rules. Oh God, it's fucking yeah. worse. They will be like, "Wait, I mean, what? we would love to teach you, please." Uh, my number three. I'm sure the other two have seen this coming. Uh, and it's one that I think a lot of people. Uh, have heard about and probably most people have heard about but i would also say most of those people have not played it uh and it's a game called dungeons and dragons it's definitely again one that takes a lot more commitment than your average game it's not one you can bust out on party night or whatever um it's a, more like a marriage thing game you gotta commit yeah yeah you gotta commit um but what's cool about it is uh if you do commit to dungeons and dragons life will be there's cute. not really anything that can rival its experience we talked about stories from betrayal at haunted hill we talked about stories from clue and those stories nothing none of it compares to dungeons and dragons we talked about customizable constantly growing games like Catan and like betrayal and like munchkin that are constantly changing and nothing changes like a game of dungeons and dragons nothing is constantly evolving like that um you talked about being cooperative and working together Dungeons and Dragons absolutely requires that of its players. Uh, you can be whoever you want. You can do whatever you want. There is no limits to what you want to do, and it all comes down to dice rolls. I, I actually I like to compare I like to compare it to theater, right? Because everybody who's been in a play and never been in a play before all of a sudden goes, "Why haven't I been doing this?" That's a very all along? good point. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is the same way. Whenever somebody plays, they go. Why did I have this stigma about right. it? Why well, haven't I, I been hesitant. playing this? Why didn't I give it a chance? My next pick. I'm going to go Uno. Uno. Perfect. Okay. okay. Uno is probably the most approachable party game yeah. there is. Party game, tabletop. The rules are on the card. Not the always. Amount, the amount of players that you're playing with Unlimited. doesn't matter. Unlimited. Everybody could have two cards in their hand. The uh, The game itself could take five minutes could take 30 who knows could take an hour uh it's it's got tons of different varieties i have a harry potter uno yeah um and you can uh play strip, strip you uno. can play strip uno drinking uno uh you I'm can call drunk uno druno druno if you will Drano. Drunko. Drunko. the best part is it's Thank fun you. that's what I mean. and it's fast paced and it's yeah. you you try to like get rid of your cards so quick before everybody else does because it then should be fast paced i'm gonna put that yeah, qualifier no one, out there i'm slow ass who knows card is gonna be should i play this <laughs> there's no there's no strat yeah. there's no real strategy to uno and i'm gonna pick risk now risk is okay. one of those games you really got to commit it's kind of like a lot of the other ones but Risk also has Risk Legacy, and if you've ever played Risk Legacy, it's like take the idea of Risk and amp it up to a thousand, and make it customizable. Like okay, Risk Legacy has aliens coming in, has taking over worlds, what? has uh, you get to name your own 
place and city. You get to take over cities. You can put a dome over a city. So say I'm playing Risk. Yes. And I am a certain foreign power that lives in the husk of a former uh, socialist republic union. And uh, I wanted to take over a country by means of uh, political strategy. Yeah. And uh, propaganda. Yeah, Is that sure. possible in risk? In in risk, not... In risk legacy? Particularly. In risk legacy, you get much closer. In real life? Uh, obviously, yes. yeah, very, in real life, very, 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 very <laughs> true. Yes, let's do it. Well, so we said Yahtzee. So LCR Yahtzee. is a game that's... Uh, Yahtzee kind of is a good one that needs some... Yeah. Three dice. And it usually comes with poker chips. Poker. Let's just say poker? blackjack. Oh, yeah. I have... You know what? I have LCR, like, sitting LCR. somewhere in my room, oh, and I've okay. never played it. Here's a big one. Jenga. 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 <laughs> I love playing Jenga. It's my favorite game. Dishonorable mentions. Uh, well... Big Connect 4 is good. I didn't never liked regular Connect 4. Yeah, it's a boring game. Yeah. All right, here's my least favorite game slash game type in the world. And I get a lot of flack for saying it. Thank God you guys didn't mention it in the top fives. Fucking Cards Against Humanity slash Apples to Apples. Those games are horseshit, and I'm so tired of them burning hell. Yeah, I think good. They were fine when they came For about a year, a year or two. And... And then it started to get, and I think it was, I think it was also an age thing where, you know, we were younger when it first came out and these things were sort of, right. um, you know, a little taboo. The problem is, is like yeah. it's people either, they pretend to be funny and they're not because it's the cards that right. are funny, not them. Yeah. Uh, and eventually you see the same thing over and over yeah. or people don't play it right. They sure. play it for what is in their mind, the best match. So you might have something that's completely hilarious on the board or completely irreverent that makes sense and, and, and got the best rise out of the group, but they go with the one that they're like, well, yeah, this one works. The elimination round. So here's what we got right now. Munchkin, Betrayal House. I'm sorry, Austin, I don't remember the name of it. I just wrote down Betrayal House. That's all you need to know. Betrayal at the House on Haunted Hill. Can I call it Betrayal House? Because that sounds awesome. Just call it Betrayal. All right, Munchkin, Betrayal, D&D, Catan, Euchre, Risk, Monopoly, Clue, Uno. Uh, Uno. I think, I think, yeah, I think we all know Uno's going. It's boring. (laughs) I think we named games in the honorable mention that we've all played that are more fun than Uno. That are better than Uno. That's right. I think we gave honorable mentions to games that are better than Uno. There's probably some people that probably like Cards Against Humanity more than Uno, but to them I say, fuck you. Well... (laughs) Discriminate <laughs> against any listeners. All who six want to people that listen to this podcast. Well, I think Yahtzee's better than Uno. Also, thank you, I, yeah, Zencast, for Thanks, allowing Zencast. this to be happening. Brought right to you now. by Zencast. Brought to you by Zen and uh, PBR. Uh, so, since my my pick got eliminated first, let's go betrayal. Let's get rid of Austin's pick. Let's. Not I'm willing to get things. rid of betrayal. I'm I'm happy that I was able to get it out there and publicize it. But knowing that the two of you haven't played, and that's I do want to say this about it though. Oops. Just my description of it intrigued both of you to go. Yeah. Hey, can yeah. you bring that down? Absolutely. Um, and I hope I hope somebody listening tries the game out because it's great. Absolutely. It's nothing against the game itself. It's mostly because I've yeah. played almost all of these games and I just don't know it. Right. I don't know it and yeah. I don't know if I wouldn't. Totally fair. How okay. do you guys feel about getting rid of Risk? 
I'm yeah. I think that if we're okay, I'm okay with getting rid of Risk. Seems pretty I like fun. Risk. I played it. It's also a game where it's like you can really hate people after Risk. Yeah. yeah. It's like Monopoly anger, except uh, it's Monopoly and Catan levels of betrayal. But there's something about Risk that makes it so much more in your face. Yeah. Because I think it's literally war. I think that might be what it is. There it is. Go. I am attacking you. List. I'm gonna throw it out there. I think Munchkin's number one. I think Munchkin's wow. number one. Munchkin's gotta be number one. Yeah. It's like the black card. We're all in agreement. Of, uh, this is like the easiest one. Yeah, yeah. Number two. Euchre. Here's my thing about Euchre. <laughs> it is my favorite card game by a, by a long shot. I don't think it can be number two because you can't play with anybody who's basically not from Michigan. And you also only have to play with four people, and you, they all. And it's only four them. people. It's it's a hard four. Truly people. enjoy it. You have to have everybody knowing what it is. Like to truly enjoy. Yeah. It takes a whole night to teach somebody how to play euchre. Okay, fine. I'll put euchre at number five. Let's do five. I think euchre's five. So I went from two to five. Okay, that's uh, okay. I think Catan's two. I. I think it takes. I think it is. I, I think it takes away the hostility of Monopoly. So... All right. That's I fair. think there's more strategy better in Monopoly than Catan. So. <laughs> but we were talking about them being but, in the same vein. Yeah, I think Catan's a better Monopoly is basically what I think. I don't disagree. There you go. Catan's number two. All right. Well, I mean, D&D's got to be three, right? Like, it's... It, I think so. It's, it's, it is a classic. Right. It is it's, kind of permeated a culture. So then... Well, it's funny because D... Uh, Munchkin is our version of a D and D Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. And then Catan is a Catan better, is version, a better of version of Monopoly. Monopoly. So we have a lot of versions on the top four there, and then yeah. Euchre, which is a, no one fucking knows except. We're done with the list. Let's read that top five Here board games and tabletop games ever made, according to us. Listomania, the podcast, Munchkin, Catan. Dungeons and Dragons, Monopoly, Euchre, and the runner-up, Clue. Top five. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Top five. five. <laughs> I would say, I would, the third. <laughs> I would happily say that I would sit down and play those games any day of the week. You could talk me into playing any of them. Here's what you do. You, you bring take them all, all into the these games. Same room. You put them all at the table. Put at the them same all on the time. same table. You drink, and it. then you put them in a blender and you blend them up and drink it. <laughs> no bowls with spoons. Honestly, like, what if we made a game that was Munchkin, Catan, D and D, Monopoly, and Euchre all put Combined. together, and then we murder? Someone. Well, Munchkin, Munchkin, <laughs> and D and D would just be the same game. All right, so I mean, like, yeah, two. Like four of our picks and are pretty much the Monopoly same game. It's essentially two games. So, so we put <laughs> plus euchre. We, plus we play euchre, euchre while we play Dungeons and Dragons and Katana <laughs> no, at the same euchre time. In Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, you're sitting around in character to decide Playing. what card you draw. You roll a dice. <laughs> so we've got. We're on Twitter at Arctic Sounds Mi. We're on Facebook. Facebook dot com slash Arctic Sounds. We're on iTunes. We We're got the branding. Arctic Leave us a rate and review. Let us know what we could 
improve let us know what we're doing good like let us know how sexy we are i mean you know we just hear in our voices but you know trust me we're not as good as we sound. thank you zencast for making this happen yeah well, thanks zencast hopefully yeah, this thanks, all zencast. worked we haven't stopped recording yet so That's i mean good. they haven't cut us off we'll see what happens but yeah this has been listomania uh my name's matt i'm paul and this is austin thanks everybody for joining us Listomania is an Arctic Sounds podcast produced by Matt Coggins with Paul Doctor and Austin Meyer. Music is by Tito Kolb and Robert Mercier. For a full episode archive of this and other Arctic Sounds podcasts, go to arcticsounds.bandcamp.com. Also available from Arctic Sounds, have you ever wondered what the news would be like if Bernie Sanders was reading it? Wonder no longer, Arctic Sounds presents Let Me Be Clear, a weekly news satire show hosted by Bernie himself. Find it weekly at arcticsounds.bandcamp.com or coming soon to your podcast service. List of...